You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. So, I have a question. Have you ever wanted to get into comics, but you just didn't know where to start? Well, welcome to Comics Quest. I'm JD Martin, and every week I sit down with a guest to talk a comic that I think anybody can pick up and start their comics reading journey. We take a look at psychedelic sci-fi, fantastical action, heart-wrenching love stories, and of course, superheroes. So check us out at certainpov.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. This week, we are finishing out our Black Widow month because we wanted to celebrate the fact that MCU movies are back in the theater. We're going to be doing a challenge. That's right, a challenge. Last week, we talked all about the Black Widow movie. I was going to say, yeah, it's time to put on those thinking caps and let's see what we can come up with uh, to make Black Widow, you know, come over to the DC side of things. That's right. All right, so uh, before we get into our challenge of Black Widow in the DC Universe, we are going to check out what is new for New Comic Book Day. So, Chris, what is on the spinner rack? All right, so starting Tuesday, you'll want to head over to your local comic shop and see what's available to you. And DC will be releasing Action Comics 1033. So that continues Philip Kennedy Johnson's adventures with Superman and his family. So some big stuff's going to be coming. So you might want to be checking it out. I really love this cover B variant by Julian Totino. Oh, man. Like, it's just a highlight of all the crazy Superman costumes we've seen. So featuring the Golden Age, the the Krypton Man, the Return Suit, the Truth Shirt, uh, then the other Golden Age, I guess the, <laughs> the modern Golden Age Superman, Electro Shoot Superman, uh, New 52 Superman, Planet Krypton, Policeman Superman, and then good old classic Superman. So it's kind of interesting. Like a lot of times we think of Superman just in, you know, his red underwear on the outside, but he's had quite a few costumes. Quite a few. I think most of those have been action figured. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Batman Reptilian issue two will be out. Uh, Garth Enos and Liam Sharp team up to play with Batman and Killer Croc and put them in some crazy scenarios. So we'll be seeing what's going to be happening over there. Batman Secret Files Huntress number one will be out there. Huntress is going to be a hot character to watch this year in the um, in the DC. Uh, side of things. So she's definitely getting quite the uh, focus. Um, I wonder why. So I would say fans of, uh, I think it should be Helena, uh, but the question is, is it Helena Wayne or Helena Bartonelli? So I believe it is Helena Bartonelli. So uh, if you're very interested in her, definitely check these books out because she's going to be getting this, and then I think it goes back into the Detective Comics. Huh. Yeah, so she kind of she got a boon from that Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey Prey movie. So uh, it's like, hey, she's a character that's not bat named, but it's bat themed. So maybe we can make money off of it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, just wait till the uh, DC executives learn. Wait, that's the daughter of Bruce Wayne. Oh wait, there's two of them. Oh crap! <laughs> so, <laughs> Crisis of Infinite Helena's will be coming soon. Um, let's see. Batman Superman volume two, number 20 will be out by Gene Lang, uh, Gene Yang. So, uh, he's been doing some good stuff over there. So if you want some Entragan and Superman and Batman fighting demons, definitely check this out. Uh, I know this book will be getting canceled soon. So this will probably be the last story arc. Uh, checkmate issue two will be out. So we get to have the world's greatest detectives, and Green Arrow uh, team up to figure out <laughs> what's going on in the DC universe. So if the name Damon Rose means something, then we're going to have to find out what it means and why it's important. That uh, font on the front of that cover is very unfortunate. Like the, the coloring, <laughs> like because it, it says who, but they kind of didn't color in the W part. So to me, it says ho. <laughs> ho yep. is Damien. Yeah, I, I saw Damon? that too. My first look, I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> you know, why, why, why we call Damien Rosa? Ho, what happened? Oh, there's a 
off-colored, a non-colored W. It's just an outline. Yeah. I, uh, Alex Mavley, I think he did the cover. I mean, he's a great artist, but I would have I would have thought about that one a little bit differently. Maybe he should have gone for a red W in place of that. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Then again, maybe he's not too happy with DC, so he's like, hey, this is this is my way to sneak something in, you know? <laughs> uh, speaking of that, actually, it's funny. Mitch Gerards on his Twitter, he posted um, when Marvel was doing the album cover variants. So they did uh, Howard the Duck homaging Nirvana's, uh, the one with the baby in the pool, right? Right. And so, you know, we, we see the baby's junk, Um so when they homaged it, they have Howard the Duck in there. Obviously, they're not going to show duck junk, but Mitch Gerards was like, yeah, I managed to draw one little feather in the right place, so that way it'll look for it. And so he's like, that's my way of, of sticking it to the man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, so there you go. Better better pick that up before it gets pulled. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Detective Comics 1040 will be out. So we have Bruce Wayne once again behind bars. So that'll be interesting to revisit that idea. Um, let's see. Harley Quinn issue five will be out. Uh, this one is pretty trippy looking. So it looks like Harley Quinn is going to be going up against Dr. Strange. That's right. Dr. Hugo Strange. So that's actually a pretty good matchup because they're both profilers. They're both into, you know, uh, psychology. So I'm very, very curious to see how that'll play off. And for somebody who's trying to play as a hero, uh, going up against a guy who tries to play as Batman, yeah, could be really, really interesting to see. Um, Icon and Rocket Season 1 will be out. So finally, DC is doing something with the uh, Milestone line. So I'm super glad to see these characters come back. Uh, Icon, I remember him uh, in the 90s, they were they were definitely blowing up. So he's a great character to watch. So I would definitely keep an eye out there. So why season one? So I don't know, because like basically I know they're revamping the whole line. Like they're bringing the, the milestone folks back. I don't know why the season one, because that makes me wonder, like, yeah, are they going to do like after 12 issues? Are we then going to do season two? Um, I'm, I'm guessing some boardroom boardroom member guy was like hey season one's gonna be great and it's like well but it's also gonna be confusing because dc has a whole line of books called season and if if they're gonna lump this in with season one i think they're doing themselves a real injustice i think they need to start saying these are official dc universe characters but i don't know it's gonna be very interesting so that is a good question why why add the season in there (laughs) Uh, let's see. Well, we got a big one here. Infinite Frontier number three. Uh, so this is exploring a lot of what's going on in the DC universe. This is the big event comic right now. So fans of Roy Harper, uh, check it out. Fans of the Black Lanterns, get ready to school with joy as we see that part of the spectrum come back. Justice League issue 65 will be out. So Brian Michael Bendis and Ram V will be taking the league. And actually, I guess I should say leagues because we do have Justice League Dark as the backup story there. So we'll see what's going on in their world. Uh, Legends of the Dark Knight issue two wound up getting a second printing. So definitely, if you like that, pick it up because those second printing books uh, tend to do really nicely on the secondary market. Mr. Miracle, the Source of Freedom, number three, will be out. So as we have the um, third Mr. Miracle, Shiloh Norman, he'll be going up against a supposed child of Scott Free, Scott and Barta Free. Uh, I really love the name that they came up with here. Let me see. Yeah, she's Nevir Free, so never free. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. Uh, so she's kind of tied into the legacy she's fighting it. And so interesting matchup. Uh, Nightwing 78 gets a third printing. That's right. Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo's first issue on Nightwing has now made it to a third printing. So this is huge. Uh, I'm super happy because I called it as soon as this book came out. I was like, you know, this is going to be the big stuff. And sure enough, it has. So I'm I'm super hyped. Uh, This is a cute little cover because we get to see Bitewing in his own little costume. (laughs) Um, 
but Tom Taylor has told us uh, Bite Wing probably won't be going into action because we do want to, you know, we want to keep the dogs safe. But uh, it's a great addition. Uh, other history of the DC Universe number five will be out. So this will explore uh, the history of the DC Universe from POC characters' point of views. And this time it looks like we are revisiting the Pierce family. And this will be visiting one of his daughters, uh, Thunder. So Anissa Pierce, as she's going through the stages of being a hero. Then we have Robin issue four. So Damien gets to meet up with Rachel Ghoul. So this is going to be very, very interesting. Um, I love these Francis Manipul variant covers. So this time it focuses on Rose, a.k.a. Ravenger, I believe. Um, but I just love the simplicity, the, the dual tones, but the fact that there's extra color use in there. I think they're beautiful. So uh, if you're looking for character posters and you're a fan of Ravenger, I would say pick this comic up. Ruby crossing over with Justice League issue four will be out. Shazam number three will be getting a variant cover. So if you missed out or didn't make it to your comic shop, definitely check that out. Static season one. Yep, there's that season one again. Uh, Static season one issue two will be out. So good old Static Shock is back. Uh, so we will get to see his newer adventures more in line with his comic book original adaptation. Uh, Strange Adventures is hitting issue 11, so we're almost to the big conclusion. So that's going to be exciting to see. Superman, Son of Kal-El number one. So that's right, Superman number one is out. So here's your Superman book, except it's going to be the adventures of Jonathan Kent. Uh, so very, very interesting. I love that the main cover is a homage to Superman number one back all the way to like 1940. Uh, I think that's great that they've done that. This cover's been homaged a couple times. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see what Tom Taylor will be doing with Jonathan Kent. What's he going to do? How's he going to make him be either a hero or somebody who crosses the line? Because his destiny is foretold as he will be a great disaster to the universe. But maybe the book will show us differently. So it'll be interesting to see. Teen Titans Academy number five will be out. I think this might be the issue that officially tells us who red x is uh most of the spoilers and rumors have been leading us to believe that it's billy batson uh, i haven't been reading this book so that's my bad i need to be checking it out to see what's going on but yeah i think we finally get to see who is red x wonder woman black and gold issue two will be out so if you're looking for some Great adventures of Wonder Woman and her supporting cast. Definitely check that book out. If you do want to keep it in continuity, Wonder Woman issue 776 will be out to give you the further adventures as Diana tries to come back to the main DC universe, escaping the God universe because she has gone above and beyond. Uh, Bizarro Comics, the deluxe edition hardcover will be out. So if you want to get some strange adventures, uh, me not want to read of the DC universe, then definitely <laughs> check this hardcover out. I Am Not Starfire trade paperback will be out. So this is a young adult novel that'll play with the idea of the, the daughter of daughter, Starfire yeah. basically having to deal with living up, not living up to the fact that she's Starfire, which is totally fine. Uh, what is it? 17-year-old Mandy. So that's going to be very interesting. I'm curious who they chose to be the... Uh, Father, who, who uh, her her father is in this scenario? Good question. Yeah, so I'll have to I'll have to be looking for spoilers there. Uh, Suicide Squad Case Files Two. That's right, because we have a movie coming, so we are going to bombard you with trade paperbacks. So if you want to see one of the few times Captain Boomerang was successful. Uh, I think that's the only time. Definitely check this out so you can see what's happening there. And then Suicide Squad Trial by Fire. Uh, this is written by John Ostrander. I'm not 100% sure if this... I don't believe it's a new adventure. I think it's a collection of older adventures. Um, so it'll probably be select books. This would be the one I would definitely say check it out because... Oh, my God, I can't think of the director's name. Um, James Gunn. There we go, James Gunn. He really has been shouting out John Ostrander. Uh, he's even got him in the movie as a side character. So, you know, this book is probably going to be collecting the stuff that's going to give us some insight to some of the characters. Uh, even though P 
Peacemaker and Bloodsport have never been part of the squad. <laughs> uh, so that's your DC side of things. Wednesday, please go back to your local comic shop and check things out. So uh, they will be recycling a title. Amazing Fantasy will be back. So we'll be getting Amazing Fantasy number one by Carrie Andrews. Uh, he's going to basically be taking Marvel characters and putting them into Amazing Fantasies. I don't necessarily know if I – actually, I know I'll be passing it. It really hasn't called out to me. But if you are looking for some offbeat tales, like as we look at cover C, where we have Black Widow, Captain America, and Spider-Man getting ready to fight a fire dragon, I mean – all the more power to you. If you want to take familiar faces and put them into uh, the realms of D&D, this definitely is probably the book to go with. So do you think that you have to, like if you're recreating or restarting Amazing Fantasy as a, as a, as a book line, does Spider-Man have to be involved in every story or like just the first one and then maybe just, was it number 14? Uh, 15, Amazing Fantasy 15. Oh, 15. You know, it's, it, it's always interesting because... I know every time they play with the idea, like, hey, let's let's reuse that title. It's a great title. And it's like one or two issues in. All right, pull the guest star card. So, yeah, it's it's pretty much the only way to make Amazing Fantasy successful. Add a little Spider-Man. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, if we get to volumes five and six, it'll probably be a, a, a sweet guarantee that Peter Parker will be there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Amazing Spider-Man issue 71 will be out. So this is Nick Spencer's last hurrah on the title. So we are looking at the Sinister War. Uh, I got suckered. I've so far bought two issues, and I will be on the hunt for this one as well. Um, that promise of doing something with one more day? Ugh, damn you, Nick Spencer. So he, he's got me. He's got me shelling out my cash to see if he will add to or undo Mephisto's deal with peter parker and mary jane so going to be very very interesting uh lots of variant covers to choose from uh avengers mech strike number five will be out so if you are kang thirsty he's on the cover would i recommend picking it up no i would not but you know if mechs and avengers are your thing check it out and then you get a little bit of bonus of some uh some uh kang as well so it's up to you uh Better Ray Bill issue five will be out, so we will get to see the struggling adventures of our favorite weird-looking horse Thor. Uh, but he's definitely going to be going on the big boom here pretty soon because of the MCU, so check that out. Black Cat issue eight, which should be tying into the Infinity score as well. So this is considered the part one, so if you want to see what's going to happen, check it out. I am very curious because that cover showing Black Cat wielding an Infinity Gauntlet with stones piques my interest but i've also learned marvel comics will make covers that don't necessarily tell you the truth <laughs> so buyer beware yep uh black knight curse of the ebony blade issue five will be out so if you want to start getting some more insights to the potential of black knight check that one out black widow issue nine Kelly Thompson's current run has been phenomenal stuff, so check it out, and especially if you're riding high off that Black Widow wave after the movie. Cable, issue 12, will be out. That's right, the old man's back. So Cable and Cable will be teaming up to stop evil Cable from unplugging the cable, <laughs> because Krakoa needs to watch. Um, actually, no, it is pretty cool. Like we, It is uh, Cable teaming up with Wi-Fi to stop Strife. Uh, but it's it's been really good stuff. Jerry Duggan has been doing great. I am super happy that he is on uh, the main uh, X-Men book right now. So when do we uh, tie in Cable and all the different versions of Cable with Kate Kang and all the different versions of Kang? Because they, they're kind of doing Ooh. the same storyline. There you go, right? The Kang-Cable War, Cable-Kang. <laughs> I'm in. Just uh, to have that being said, that makes it worth it right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can at least pull, like, what? Cable, Wi-Fi, X-Man, Strife. There's at least four versions of Cable. I'm sure there's more out there. Uh, Kang, Amortis, Ramatut, Scarlet Centurion, and Iron Lad. There's five. So, yeah, you could totally have them uh, fight them evil selves. There you go. Wi-Fi and Iron Lad should team up to fight uh kang and strife that's what i want to see make it happen marvel <laughs> um 
I do want to say that I do like the redesign on Cable. Like, yeah, the the big pouches and huge gun from the '90s is cool and stuff. But like, I like the sleek look of the new Cable. Yeah, no Wi-Fi. He's a he's a great like. He actually grew on me. I was I was kind of like, eh, I'm not going to care about this character, and um, he wound up growing. It was interesting because Rafa and I were talking, and it's like. We don't want to see the little kid go. Like he's he's cool and, and like you mentioned before, just design wise, he's a great looking character. So yeah, I uh I hope they do steal some of the sleekness and give him that to the to cable. But then again, who knows, maybe we'll have both of them running around in the Marvel Comics universe. All right. So I am very curious to see what's going to happen there. Uh, let's see. Moving along, Daredevil issue thirty-two will be out. Uh, the city of New York is in chaos because Dead uh, Bullseye has the idea that he needs to kill everyone. So Electra Daredevil is going to have to get ready to face him. And as we know, Daredevil and Electra face-offs don't end well. So this could be interesting for Daredevil. So I know you, Eternals. I know you okay. told me uh, before, <laughs> but where where exactly is Matt right now? So Matt's in prison. Uh, he is in jail for the murder of a henchman in issue one of this series. So he could have gotten out because it would have been involuntary manslaughter and, and things like that. But Matt Murdock and his Catholic guilt decided to say, no, I need to serve my time. Uh, but luckily it works out because Matt is in a jail where the warden, he's the father of a supervillain. So this warden has been using that facility for his own nefarious gains so matt is in jail and if i remember correctly back in civil war he was also in jail but that time was for killing someone that he didn't kill like he was framed for that one right yeah because basically the an fbi agent was like i know you're matt murdoch and he's like i'm not matt murdoch and that fbi agent used everything in his power to falsely imprison matt murdoch in order to prevent Daredevil. So Matt Murdock luckily contracted Iron Fist to go out and be Daredevil while Matt was in jail. So that way people would be like, oh, how's this happening? And then, so now he he turned himself in as Matt Murdock for killing a, yeah, a henchman? Well, so Matt Murdock is free because Mike Murdock is playing the part. But Matt Murdock officially is dressed up as daredevil and he's serving time officially as daredevil (laughs) he's serving time as daredevil he's wearing a mask in prison oh yeah yeah he's got his own little orange jumpsuit and they even made him a little daredevil mask so that way he could keep his identity okay sure cool all right yeah i mean i get it chip chip sardaski's an incredible writer and i'm sure the story is amazing but just hearing the cliff notes on that seems kind of ridiculous well that's what's great about it and actually i I love the fact that even chip has called it out like matt well okay i guess so this is why i use the proper vernacular so daredevil while in prison has actually kind of made like an uneasy friend in one of the prisoners and even that prisoner calls daredevil out on his bullcrap he's like look what you're here because you you want to act like you're tough you act like you're hard you know you as soon as you get out of jail, you can take off that mask and you can go get a job and you could go live a normal life. And no one's ever going to know you serve time. But the rest of us, we got to do it for real. So I love the fact that it's, you know, even though Matt is using perverted Catholic guilt, it's still getting thrown back in his face. So I think that's pretty cool. But I do understand the cliff notes make it sound like, what? (laughs) I'll have to find some art and send it to you so that way you can really see the uh, prison mat status. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, moving along, we've got Eternals issue six. So that should be wrapping up the first arc of the new series as Carrion Gillian and Isad Rebic relaunch the Eternals just in time for the movie. Uh, One of the variant covers... Uh, cover D by Jeff Shaw shows Thanos, so I'm sure they're going to be exploiting that connection, so that should be pretty interesting. Fantastic Four issue 34 will be out, so The Bride of Doom Part 3 continues. So Doctor Doom's wedding got crushed by superheroes. He is not a happy camper, so definitely be on the look there. Uh, I also forgot to mention, 
some of our variants are Captain America themed. So this is a pretty fun one. The cover B by Nick Bradshaw features the Fantastic Four in a very star-spangled getup. So that's pretty <laughs> cool if you want to see all them. I do love the fact, though, that Johnny Storm is Captain America. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't try to make some little jokes there with uh, the Chris Evans connection. Yeah, but Yeah, that's kind of fun. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Mighty Valkyries issue four will be out. So if you want to check out the adventures of uh, the Valkyries, I'm not sure who's all in this book right now, but you can definitely see what's going on as they work their way back into Asgard. Uh, Planet Size X-Men number one is getting a second printing. So if you missed out, definitely check it out. And the second printing is also getting a variant. <laughs> so definitely check that out as well. Sword issue seven. Uh, this will be tying into Guardians of the Galaxy with the last annihilation. So, uh, Sword has their hands full because the X Men have officially claimed Mars as their home. Doctor Doom is a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Dormammu has declared war on everything in space. So, yeah, uh, they're not going to get to enjoy their champagne and they're going to have to get to work right away. Shang-Chi issue three will be out. So he'll be having a uh, guest starring with Wolverine by some beautiful Lee and Francis Yu art. Um, we have some Star Wars books coming out as well. Symbiote Spider-Man Crossroads. So this is interesting because we've been talking about what if. I don't know if this plays with the idea of what if Spider-Man, because that was the premise. What if Spider-Man kept the symbiote? So it kind of de- it kind of adds to that idea of Spidey being, uh, you know, edgier. But then again, I'm also not too sure if that means these stories are also just taking that period of time and elongating it. So Peter David, I don't know. I'm kind of scared to read that guy's work because <laughs> when it doesn't go his way, he gets very angry. That's why I think he did fantastic on Hulk. Uh, but anyways, if you're looking for another. Uh, adventure with Peter David and Greg Land in the symbiote Spider-Man world. Get ready for Crossroads. So this is a spin-off book from a spin-off book? Yeah, like it, it all started with the idea of symbiote Spider-Man. Right. Um, oh gosh, I, it was like a movie tie-in. I forget which one, but it, it played with that. And so originally the premise was like, what if, what if Spider-Man kept the symbiote? Like what if it wasn't, you know, evil? And so we got to see that. But then they've kind of played with the idea that some of these adventures might be continuity. I don't know if that was just somebody talking out of line at an interview. Uh, I choose to look at it as, you know, this is like a giant what if. Um, But some people are like, no, it it counts. So I'm not well versed enough in it to fully say I would call shenanigans on it, but I could be wrong. So we'll see. This makes me think like at both sides of the of the comic books road like someone just came in and was like you know what you know what the kids don't want anymore continuity so we're just gonna make stories and we're gonna throw everything on the wall and it doesn't matter if it all goes into one story anymore that was an 80s thing that that was something that people liked back then they don't care about that anymore just make as many stories as possible you know it is very interesting to to see that and you're you're right uh it was interesting i'm reading this uh article series called the life of Riley. And it's basically talking about all the behind the scenes that was going on during the clone saga series. And when Bob Haras became the official editor in chief of all things, Marvel, uh, he pitched the idea that, okay, it's gotta be Norman Osborn. He's the big bad. And all the writers and creative in the room just groaned. They're like, no, like Norman's dead. He needs to stay dead. It's not a good idea. And Bob Ross was like, I don't care. I'm not going to get held up on a comic book that's 25 years old. It's Norman Osborn. It's like, okay, that's interesting because now here you and I are on the flip side of that, probably what, a good 25 years later, Norman Osborn, it's good that he's back. I mean, he's been a huge successful villain. We've seen him played by Willem Dafoe. Um, I forget the actor, but they did cast him for... Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man series. It was Chris Cooper. Actually, there we go, Chris Cooper. And we did see him. He was bedridden. Yep. And, you know, even in the comics today, he, he's he's hyped up. And I know fans are getting ready for, you know, an MCU Green Goblin. I've heard everything from Brian Cranston and other actors be, you know, tossed out there. So it is interesting to see, like, 
was Bob Haras right in saying that? Like, I don't care. I know that's continuity, but they're comics. Who cares? So, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe that train of thought does help. <laughs> Throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> that's right. All right, let's see. United States of Captain America issue two will be out. So we will meet another one of the uh, street level Captain Americas. This time we will meet Nichelle Wright. She is the Captain America of Harrisburg. So definitely be on that if you're first appearance collecting. There are quite a few variant covers there. Web of Spider-Man issue two gets a second printing. So that tells me that kids wanting to read comics is a big thing. So that's awesome news. Wolverine issue 14 will take the adventures of our crazy canadian and just put them who knows where x factor issue 10 will be getting a second printing this is the big one i'm sure you read about it that's right scarlet witch was found dead and it happened here so the big question is who did it all signs point to magneto that's pretty obvious so we've got to figure out what's happening so that mean if all the signs point to magneto and since that's probably not going to be the person is it going to be polaris like did polaris go evil again Honestly, my money is on Mystique. Oh. Yeah, because... So, I, I, I forget. Did you read House of X, Powers of Ten? Did you I read did that? not. Okay. So, uh, the gist of it... So, they played with some of the stuff there. Uh, Moira was like, we can't have any precogs. Uh, so, that led to Destiny. And Destiny has not been revived in with all the mutants that have died and come back. Um and Mystique has gone on missions for Xavier and Magneto to try to, you know, make it so that they'll they'll bring um, Destiny back. But she comes up short, and they're like, well, we're not going to do it for you. Um, so I feel like this is Mystique being like, you know what? I'm going to destroy everything. Like, I think this... <clears throat> I think the trial of Magneto is going to lead to Inferno, and I feel like that's just going to be Mystique being like, I'm done. If I don't get my way, then nobody gets their way. So that's that's my prediction, my theory. I hope I'm right because that'd be feel that'd feel pretty cool, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, as for the collected editions, Captain America Omnibus Volume 3 will be out. This collects the Steve Englehart adventures. So if you want to read some awesome stuff with Captain America, Nick Fury, and Sam Wilson, definitely check this out. Fantastic Four Heroes Return, the complete collection. Uh, so this was right after the big mistake. Or sorry, Heroes Return Volume 3. So this continues on the uh, post reborn era and this is the one of the better runs in my opinion uh so you've got some beautiful salvador laroca art there so check it out fantastic four omnibus volume two will be receiving a new printing so if you want to read the original galactus trilogy this is one of the better ways to do it giant size x-men tribute to len ween and dave cochran gallery edition so they'll be doing a very nice printout of giant size x-men number one with new pages done by various artists so basically a jam session so if you want to revisit one of the best x-men stories out there redrawn and shared by many other artists that's going to be a fun book to pick up king and black avengers trade paperback will be out so this will collect some of the uh uh, King and Black tie-in issues, uh, Namer and Captain America and various others, if you're collecting all that. King and Black Gwenum versus Carnage. Uh, I don't know how this ties into King and Black, but it is kind of cool to see Gwen go up against Carnage, because those two are... Go ahead. I wanted to say... Uh, we'll finish your thought. Oh, well, I just think it's kind of cool because... Gwen was not a character around the time of Carnage, so it's kind of exciting to see her have to, you know, be exposed to quite the sadistic fellow that Cletus Cassidy is. Now we know that uh, obviously the the Venom symbiote symbiote was first attached to Peter Parker. Did Peter Parker ever get any of the other symbiotes? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I know Carnage bonded with Ben. Really? So I don't think. Yeah, yeah, they had that. Like he he escaped and he he got a hold of Ben for a little bit there, but they managed to separate. Um, so I don't think I don't think they've ever had Ben. Or sorry, I don't think they've ever had Carnage and Peter crossover. I think he might have gotten one of the other ones, like Riot or something like that. Hmm. I think he might have had a close encounter with one of those, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But yeah, I don't think actually they they've had most of those symbiotes fuse on to peter parker 
I think uh, I think with that Venom two coming out, you might see that soon. Peter Parker and Carnage. <laughs> right, if it makes money. Well, hey, actually, it's perfect time because uh, Ben Riley's going to be Spider Man by that point. So maybe we revisit that story. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, anyways, King and Black. If you're collecting those trades, Avengers, Gwenum versus Carnage, and Thunderbolts will all be out. So definitely get those. And Reign of X Volume Two will be out as well. So if you are collecting all the X Men adventures, Reign of X is the way to do it. And that is your spinner rack. That is a big spinner rack for the week. Okay. We are here. Then we're going to do our challenge. It is challenge time. We're going to talk about. What it is to be the Black Widow movie in the DC universe? Um, there's, I mean, we we came up with a, a list of things. We wanted to see who's going to be our Natasha, who's going to be our uh, our three allies, new allies to be introduced. So Red Guardian, Melina, and Yelena. Uh, and who would be our main villain and group? So Drakeoff and uh, Red, the Red Room, and then who's going to be our hype villain? Who's going to be the one that is you know, almost the one that you can't pass up, the one that, that can't be defeated. It's going to be our taskmaster. Um, and then we had three story points. Uh, my story points can be different from Chris's story points, but we're going to definitely pick three story points to see uh, how we get through that are similar to the movie and how we get our character through to the end. So, Chris, would you like to start us off? All right. So I am shooting from the hip here. So we're going to see what happens. So, uh, granted, yes, we are talking about spies, but I decided to look at this from another angle. Let's look at it from bugs. If we can deal with a black widow, why can't we deal with a blue beetle? So uh, this is going to be just a little bit more teasing my fun fancy. So I'm going to pitch what I think could be the Ted Cord multi-million dollar action film that saves all of the DC extended universe. So buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. So I like the idea of taking Ted Cord because he, I think he could bring us that family aspect. So looking at our second question here, who are the three new allies that would you would introduce? So I'm looking at some of the connections that Ted Cord has and I'm thinking to myself, you know, it'd be awesome. Let's play with the idea of legacy. So, while I would love to pick the Golden Age Blue Beetle and have him be here, sadly, he's the catalyst. His death is what has Ted take up the mantle. So I thought to myself, okay, well, <clears throat> I can't use um, – oh, my gosh, I forgot his name. I want to say Daniel – oh, Dan Garrett. There we go. Dan Garrett. I can't use him because he winds up dying in order for Ted to get the power. So – I decided to play with the fact that Dan Garrett used to be a cop. So let's go over to another Golden Age hero for that father figure of being a cop. And I'm going to take the Golden Age Guardian. Uh, so granted, I know people have played with him being a clone, uh, living up or, you know, things like that. But I'm going to take the Golden Age Guardian. And this could also be fun because then we might be able to get uh, Christopher Maloney to come back to the Marvel <laughs> Universe and play a superhero. So, you know, why not? If we can take... Uh, uh, I can't think of the gentleman's name, but if we can stuff him into the Red Guardian costume, hey, let's take Christopher Maloney and stuff him into the uh, the Guardian costume. That'd be great. I'm all for so it. He's going to be my... Oh, go ahead. I said I'm all for it. Yeah, so he's going to be my Golden Age character. And I love the fact, too, that it plays with the idea of shields. All these, these fatherly figures, they've got to have their shields. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's going to be that connection. So he's going to be a little bit of a moral compass gray area for Ted Cord. Uh, for the Milena, so this is kind of the motherly figure. This one doesn't work out so well for me, but I definitely love the idea of using uh, Fire, a.k.a. Beatrice da Costa, because before she was a superhero, she was a supermodel. But it turns out she wasn't just a supermodel. She was a super spy. So uh, she was definitely always practicing that craft beforehand. Uh, I always thought Ted and Beatrice would get together. So instead of being the motherly figure, I think that kind of serves more as the love interest figure. Uh, plus, I would love to bring her to the, 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 to the big screen because I think she adds a lot of potential to uh, character 
connections, and that's what I'm going to need when we go to question three about the main villains. So uh, I will use fire, and then my Yelena, the next generation, I'm going to do something crazy, and I'm going to introduce uh, Jaime right away. And I know it's like, well, wait a second, we can't get Jaime without the death of Ted. Let's find out how I get out of that corner since <laughs> I painted myself there. Uh, so for the third one, who's the main villain group? I have to give props to Mitch. My brain seized up and I couldn't think about it. So Mitch was direct. Let's go there. Let's bring back Max Lord. So let's get uh, Pedro Pascal to come back. Uh, <laughs> we're going to show a better evil version of Ted, or sorry, of Max Lord. So Max Lord has done it. He has seized control of Checkmate. So one of the big secret spy agencies. And it's funny because it's like, well, aren't they supposed to be cool? But they're constantly getting taken over. So no, they're not shield level just yet. But anyway, so uh, Max Lord and Checkmate will be that. And again, I'm painting myself even scarier into that corner because Max Lord kills Ted Cord. So how are we going to do this? And I haven't called on the powers of blues of booster gold just yet. So we'll find out. <laughs> um, question number four, who's the hype villain? This is going to get me in trouble, but I think it would be worth it. So God, I just realized I'm recycling a lot of the DC extended universe. So I'm going to call on Deathstroke. I think Deathstroke would be awesome. We have, um, Oh my God. I just lost his name. Uh, Man- uh, Joe Manganiello. There we go. Joe. Joe is a fantastic actor. He's playing the ultimate badass villain. So I think it would be great if Deathstroke is the, you know, iron fist of Maxwell Lord. So he's going to be the character that's on the hunt. Uh, I know fans are going to be pissed at me because they're going to be like, wait. You let Deathstroke get beat up by the Guardian, Blue Beetle, and Fire, along with Blue Beetle 3? Like, no, this is stupid. But I think it's going to be great. I want to introduce the first comical action fight scene on the big screen. (laughs) Like, somehow it's just going to be something ridiculous to the point of, like, I think Ted Cord is literally going to use his light gun and a banana peel to stop Deathstroke. So I know people are going to get mad, but hey... It's comical, so go with it. So that's going to be the characters that I'll do there. So now that we're introduced into the principal players, what are the three story points? So, um, well, so obviously the given is legacy, you know, dealing with the fact that um, the Guardian kind of serves as a mentor for Ted. He can talk about the life of Daniel that Ted didn't know about. Ted can then be there for Jaime to help him grow into the heroics and also deal with the fact that he's got I prefer the Scarab to be mystical instead of extraterrestrial, but we'll see how that plays out. But Legacy is kind of a given. So I guess the three story points I want to take, I want to use the idea that Maxwell Lord, he instead of using his mental abilities to give people a wish, he's going to take it a step further and he's going to expose how the superhero community is just destruction waiting to happen. Uh, So we're going to take some of the... um, Oh my gosh, I forget what the storyline was called, but when Maxwell Lord took mental control of Superman. So he's going to be taking over the superheroes and having them cause super destruction all over, you know, the the, the DC landscape. So people are now afraid of their Justice League. And that can also be kind of a good thing. Now people can understand why we should like Suicide Squad. I know, weird, right? Uh, Because Max Lord isn't going to touch those people. Uh, Anyway, so we'll we'll see that story plot play out. Uh, I want Wonder Woman to come back into this. Now, I'm going to have the unthinkable happen. This time, I'm going to wind up having Wonder Woman come in and kill Maxwell Lord. uh, Just because I felt that was such a huge plot point going forward in the DC universe because here's Wonder Woman ambassador of truth and peace trying to make things better and the ultimate you know the ultimate solution was thrown out there for her to stop Max I think it's pivotal I think it's important but sadly I think it will wind up causing Max Lord to be looked at as a and I'm probably going to mispronounce this word as a martyr I've always had trouble with a martyr a martyr uh just because it'll prove the fact that look superheroes are killers uh but i think that's going to be a huge one and then this way you know the dc extended universe going forward is going to have to deal with this huge stain 
on the superhero community because we've seen Superman flying through buildings. We've now watched Wonder Woman kill somebody who's saying he's the guy who's going to save us from heroes. So that's going to put, you know, the hero community on check. Ah, you see what I did there? <laughs> so they have to figure out what they're going to do thanks to the mechanicians of Checkmate. Now, my third story point, hopefully, so we haven't killed Ted, but we did get rid of Max. So that's when Booster Gold is going to show up, a la Doc Brown, and he's going to be, you know, Teddy, your kids, they're crazy. But he's going to basically have to show that the world that they set up is not good. So this way, it could kind of go back to Zack Snyder's Injustice dream sequence world, whatever that thing was that we saw in Justice League. Oh, I know yeah, I the can nightmare. already feel your frowns. Yeah. But we're gonna go back, we're gonna make that continuity, but we're gonna get rid of it. So that's how that's gonna play out. Because if we can live in a world of variance and the TVA, then let's bring it over to the DCU, and that's gonna establish blue and gold as the TVA. So it's gonna leave us as a cliffhanger, which is perfect because that means I get greenlit for my sequel because sequels in DC comics always go hand in hand, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I love so, it. There you go. <laughs> so I love that you were throwing in the actors that are already playing those characters in the DCU. Um so I'm gonna do you a favor and I'm gonna cast your Dan Garrett, your uh your Ted Cord and your Jaime Reyes for you right now. Uh, these are going to be names right, that you you, you don't know, and uh, and that's okay. But uh, your Dan Garrett is going to it's only going to be in there for a little bit, so you don't need a, a big name actor or someone that's going to you know you know go for the Oscar. But he is a good actor. His name is Iman Walker. He plays Chief Bowden on uh, uh, Chicago Fire. Um, now here's your big name, your your Ted Cord. Uh, I think I think I, I I would I would think it'd be pretty cool to see Daniel Kaluuya as Ted Cord. Uh, he already got to be in a superhero movie. He was in Black Panther. He was uh, the one. Um, oh, I, I can't remember what, what his name was in Black Panther, but he was married to Okoye. Uh, he was the oh, one. I've seen him around a couple films. Yeah, he was in Get Out. He is in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. So. Daniel Cooley would be pretty cool. And then your Jaime Reyes, I'm going to have to age him up because I don't know young actor names, but Anthony <laughs> Ramos, who most recently you could have seen in, um, uh, in the Heights would be, I think would be a really good version of, uh, Jaime Reyes. Now your fire would be another, another story altogether. I'm not, I don't know who I'd want to cast Now fire. I believe but she is from Brazil, isn't she? Yes. So uh, I'd have to look up some Brazilian actresses to to uh, play that role, but just wanted to throw that out there for you. Some uh, some some people to play so to well, play the roles for you. I'm going to challenge you. Actually, I kind of I discovered this actor this morning. I guess I've seen him before. Uh, but James Wolk, uh, he's going to be coming up in this uh, Ordinary Joe. Oh my God! I just yeah, Ordinary Joe. And there's one of the scenes, I don't know, I guess I just caught him in glasses. And I was like, hey, that guy could look like a pretty good Ted Cord, you know? <laughs> like, he, I don't know, he just kind of gave me that, that geeky vibe. So I think that'd be fun. So I, I think I might go that route with James Wolk playing the part. Sounds good. Of course, now that scares me. Now these actors are close enough to my age, but they're younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it with Hollywood. I don't know who's who anymore. <laughs> All right, your Blue Beetle movie. I like it. I could see it up in the in the marquee already. Um, I can't wait to I can't wait to see what they actually do with Ted Cord in the DCU it, it, when they bring him in. Yeah, and then the best part is, you could tell if if I'm doing good enough, then I've got enough guest stars to carry the movie. If I'm not doing good enough, that's when Peacemaker will make his way into <laughs> <laughs> this adventure somehow. <laughs> So to uh, for mine, I also went with the um, spies. I went with the spy story. So I went with a character that not a lot of people know about. I got introduced to one version of the character through uh, what was the name of that book? The DC book. I think it was called Power Company. The Power Company or something yeah, like the that. Power Company. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So so that was a uh, Kirk DePaul, the Manhunter. Now he's not going to be my my main character. My main character is going to be Paul Kirk, the Manhunter. So basically, I'm going to go with a whole Manhunter legacy here. 
Um, <laughs> so my Natasha is going to be Paul Kirk. He is going. He is now. He's discovering that he comes from a long line of of the name Manhunter, and it's going to be a whole thing. It's in the way that Black Widow was uh, Natasha discovering herself through her family. This is going to be Paul Kirk discovering who he is through his name, through through the legacy that he now carries. Uh, so my Red Guardian is going to be Chase Lawler, which I don't know anything about this character other than what I looked up, but yet another person named Manhunter. Uh, but this one has superpowers. Most of the Manhunters don't have superpowers. Um, then my Melina is going to be Enricha, I'm sorry, Enrichetta Negrini, which was a lab assistant or uh, scientist partner of Ray Palmer's. This one was a reach. I could not find any interesting golden age uh, scientist that that were female <laughs> that would fit the the bill that what I wanted. But this is Enrichetta uh, Negrini. Negrini is going to be the person that essentially uh, creates the clones that are Manhunters and uh, gives them personalities and sends them out on missions. So. Once again, a big part of the she in the Molina role, putting in the big part of the um, of the science to to the Black Widows. Um, my Red Guardian. Did I already say Chase Lawler? I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Chase, it's the yeah. one with the power. So yeah, I mean, that's your brute. There's my brute that's going to be you know in there to to do the damage that Red Guardian did. You know, kind of thing. My Elena. Well. My uh, my younger version of Manhunter, the newest Manhunter, it's going to be Kate Spencer, the one that, yeah, the lawyer, the one that uh, came in and took all the different equipment from the different uh, stuff that she'd found uh, as a, a as a lawyer. Um, was it Asriel's gauntlets, uh, a yeah. gun from somebody else, and you know, Copperhead, and all, you know, all these different. Um, uh, pieces of costume and then taking on the mantle of Manhunter on her own. Uh, my Drakoff, well, I, that came real easy after I, I figured out who I wanted to do. The original Manhunter, Mark Shaw, is going to be my Drakoff. <laughs> and as of recent, he has become the head of a whole uh, organization called Leviathan. So that's my red room. The, the Leviathan is going to be the red room where they create these different manhunters uh, in his image to do his bidding. Um, so then my taskmaster, who's my taskmaster going to be? Well, there's Kirk DePaul. He, he didn't, he had no place to go. He had no idea who he was supposed to be. So he, uh, you know, task or man, Mark Shaw is going to uh, be able to manipulate him and, and control him in a way that, uh, was set in there because he is a clone of uh, Paul Kirk that uh, Enricha Enrichetta will will allow him to to be controlled. Uh, so then my three story points were the introduction of the antidote that will help save the the Black Widows, uh, the prison break where they break out red guardian from prison and then the red room finale, the basically the big battle there with the red room coming down. So, uh, the antidote would be the murder of Dan Richards. One of the other, uh, man hunters. So that, that happens. Um, Paul Kirk comes out of the, comes out of hiding to figure out what's going on. Other Paul Kirk's cause there are definitely, there are t- at least two other Paul Kirk's in the DC universe. That are that that have been killed uh, now by what we're assuming is Mark Shaw and Leviathan. Uh, so that sends that sends the original Paul Kirk on the on the, the investigation, and then he goes and finds Kate and Chase and Enrich Enrichetta, all to figure out that it's Mark Shaw and Leviathan that's killing off all the all the clones. Uh, the prison break is getting to the clone facility ran by Enrichetta and. Uh, getting the information from her and finding out her backstory of, you know, Ray Palmer never gave her the, uh, um, 
uh, notoriety that she deserved. She was more than just a lab assistant. You know, obviously she could do all this stuff too. She was a great scientist. So, uh, that, that gives her backstory. And then our red room finale, uh, bringing down the red room from the sky would be a uh, Leviathan showdown. I mean, it's the most equivalent. So you have Paul Kirk going up against Mark Shaw. Who's the better man hunter. Who's the one that, that can, uh, who's going to be, who's going to hold the mantle in the end. And of course, we have to give it to uh, Paul Kirk. He's our hero. Nice. Wow. Like, <clears throat> you, you've you taken the Manhunter legacy. <laughs> I mean, God, Manhunter stretches all the way back, what, to the 40s? You've taken that legacy and given it something. Like, that is really cool. I love the, the tie-ins. I love the interweaving. And I love the fact that it's even hip to today's comics with Bendis, you know, taking like, you know, all right, let's, let's take what Paul Kirk and let's have him go nutty and, and become Leviathan, you know? So it's like, that is, that is pretty cool stuff. So, I mean, like, I don't know that, that, that makes me excited for that legacy. Cause he's very much a visually interesting character. Like I, I don't know. Those weird sleeves are ridiculous, but at the same time, <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, what's what's this guy all about? What this cat's doing? Um, I do love um, Kate Spencer. I remember her. I thought it was cool how she was pretty much like the lawyer of the DC universe, you know? And I love the fact that, like, something that you should have in there, you know, like, with Kate, like, say one of her gauntlets gets left behind, and then we see this hooded figure, and he's like, by the order we must rise <laughs> <laughs> so there's your sequel you know the the uh man hunters versus the uh the order of saint dumas you know <laughs> um but i think that'll be fun like that it plays with a great legacy it ties them together and i think that's what black widow did too was it took a lot of these threads sewed them in tightly and made them worthwhile again i feel like i feel like that's a character and that's a legacy that hasn't been hasn't been given the 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 tie together like like um like Hawkman has or uh uh who else has been like woven in to get everybody on the same page now uh so maybe that's something that I should work on there you go you want to make make manhunter worthwhile <laughs> yeah, exactly and then you end with Kate Spencer and she's the new manhunter even though she's a lawyer <laughs> can't hold everything against people no <laughs> yeah no that's cool like i i definitely dig it i think that'd be fun i know manhunter um especially the paul kirk one like people loved that archie goodwin walt simonson story so there is a fan base you know so that would definitely be fun to play with that and put it on this on the screen and it's that perfect crossover between super spy and super heroics you know I'm in. I think uh, that's going to be the that'd be the story that I want to say. I, I want to see something done with that character as much as I want to see something done with a lot of the a lot of my favorite characters. So, uh, uh, I will. Have, well, I, you know, I'll have to go and look into uh, was it DC Universe Online or DC Universe Infinite? Is that what it's called? What's yeah, that? DC, what? I think yeah, DC Infinite. Even though it'll be ending in like two weeks. <laughs> DC Infinite. The app is is ending. I believe so. Yeah, I think oh. we got we got served notice that it's going to be shutting down, and they're like, "Oh, save all your comics and send them over to Comicsology or something." You're like, "Nope, I, I didn't buy them because I bought you." So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you got a lot of reading to do between now and then. Oh, sorry, I didn't I didn't know about that. I guess I should have been up on up on that. But yeah, uh, I have to go and try and read as much Manhunter stuff as I can, so I can write down that history. There you go. And I said, a challenge. I said Mark Shaw was the original. I meant Paul Kirk is the original. Mark Shaw, it was the third person uh, between Paul Kirk and and, uh, and and Dan Richards to hold the name of Manhunter. So Mark Shaw, but he is the one that's like, I guess, the most recently used because he's the head of Leviathan. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the one of the more popular ones. So I think. I think he's the one that got played out to be like, hey, let's let's take this classic hero and, and, and have him go villainous because Paul Kirk, while he's the first, he's the he's the dead one. So yeah, he didn't he didn't get that uh notice to come back during Infinite Frontier just yet. <laughs> just yet. 
All right. So if you enjoyed our stories, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to talk about any of the other things we talked about this week, please reach out to us. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia. G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Chris, where can people find you online? Uh, you can definitely find me on Twitter. My handle is stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D. Uh, and then definitely check out my writings on geekelitemedia.com and AIPTcomics.com. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekleetmedia.com. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash geekleetmedia for exclusive material that you can only get if you're one of our patrons. And then, uh, whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.